Welcome to the second episode of Jersey Cotton. This is Gordon Hill, and of course, I'm here with my guy, KB. What's up, bro? You. Um, Man, uh, <laughs> I guess this is the second episode, but I want to call it the first episode outside of the intro episode. So to me, this is like getting into the flow of things now. You know, we're going to go a little bit more in depth and dive deeper into some subjects and things like that. So I'm excited. I know you're probably excited. Talk to me. Where, where's your head at? I'm excited, bro. I mean, it's a little late for the two of us, but I'm ready to get into it a little bit. I was pretty anxious to get back on here from the last time we had spoken. I thought that we did a good job in the intro for 10 minutes. I thought I sounded like a loser from hearing my own voice, but I guess that just comes to grips with uh, the whole podcast life. Um, I will say, yes, you sound, <laughs> you sound, let's, no, let's put it out there. Let's put it out into the universe. Let's talk about this. You sounded very like formal and 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 I know you and just relax. We're good. We got it. You know what it was? It was uh, I sell for my line of business and I have to set up some sort of formal professional voice when I'm selling my product. And that's inevitably exactly what happened. And it kind of took over um, more so of a or formality. So come some more to a second nature at this point in time from being in front of the computer so often so. Probably definitely relax, relax. Okay, exactly. We don't have to code switch. We're not like you know, (laughs) we don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's be honest, relax. It's just, it's just me and you, just me and you, dog. Come on. All right. So, so talk, talk to me uh, about your week, man. Like, let's recap a little bit since you know, since the last recording, like what's kind of been going on. My my week's been uh, pretty good, to be honest with you, man. I went away to uh, to Maine this past weekend, visited my roommate, Jamie. He's uh, doing well, a, a lot colder up there than mm-hmm. obviously I would expect, but it is a beautiful state, I may add. Um, came back, started my own fitness Instagram page. I recently got certified as from the NASA or National Academy of Sports Medicine to be a performance enhancement specialist. So kind of running my own little side biz right now, kind of pumping content, workouts for the people, kind of making my way, but that's pretty much the most excited thing that's happened to me thus far in this week and it's only Wednesday so respect what about you bud so this past week man it's been interesting um i think you know i i started i, I know you and i spoke i started the new you know the new gig over at whoop which i'm excited about whoop, yes whoop, shout whoop. out to whooping oh matter of fact i didn't know you had a whoop um and you need to join your uh, lifting nick. your lifting group or whatever well yeah it's it's nick it's Nick and Connor. Like, I don't know why you were not in there already. Can we send you the invite like tonight? Yeah. All right. We'll I was after this. Yeah, right after this. Like, I feel weird that you're not already in there. You're so, not gonna be close to my strain level every day, bro. Just probably saying. not. That's and that's fine. My sleep probably. level, dude, is on another level too. I'm sure. I'm. I Look have to do better there. Ninety-eight percent. That's solid. I have to give you that. That's very, very good. Um, but yeah, and we'll we'll dive. Uh, we'll dive more into into whoop and, and maybe in a whole episode. Um, True, it's, it's interesting, but like we could go crazy with that. But Sponsor that's us. yo, yeah. <laughs> Will shout out to Will. You know what I'm saying? I did get the I did get to talk to him um, last week. Uh, asked him some questions, so that was really cool. Um, but yeah, well, like I said, we'll get into that. And uh, as other other than that, starting a new gig. Um, I saw my cousin Rocky for the first time in probably a year. 
which was really, really cool. And before um, we get up the topic of whoop, what exactly do you do there? Um, I would say Don't it's like, to get too personal, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure it out because like I just started. <laughs> Is it, you know, you know what I mean? You know, you first go somewhere, you're like, hmm, like, what do I really call this? Like, I don't know. Um, I would say like you're we're essentially like managing accounts, like if that's the easiest way to put it, because you are um, customer retention type deal. Basically, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, I actually was talking to let's just stop there. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, because like I said, that should be its own episode. Because That's it's all I need to know. I just want to kind of gain a better understanding of that. But go ahead. Yeah, no, 100%. 100 Um, But yeah, so that's pretty much my week. But uh, I mean, it's only Wednesday. Yeah, it's only it's only Wednesday. I shouldn't say my week, but like since last episode. True. I think, yeah, True. I think that's that's fair to say so. But let's get into um into sports a little bit. I, I obviously, like again, like I said, the first episode um you know us both being athletes we were obviously sports was going to come up for sure yeah Um, yeah. it was a matter of time so um i mean i'll say this to you knowing that for those who don't know i just moved to georgia atlanta specifically shout out to the a it's been very good to me so far um and ironically we're both not in jersey and our name's jersey gone i know wow way to point that out i i actually i actually haven't thought about that but uh yeah, so I think I'm missing the barbershop like talk, you know, from back home. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Cause I'm the new guy, and yeah, I'm, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm kind of just feeling my, you know, like my way out and my space in the barbershop. So with that being said, I miss conversations like you know the whole LeBron MJ thing, and I'm like, we're not going to even go directly that route right now because that's a that's a whole other. Play. That's a whole episode within itself, I bet. Exactly. But with that being said, talk to me about, you know, LeBron winning his fourth ring. Um, and kind of what, you know, what, what are your thoughts as far as like his legacy in, in your eyes? At, at the end of the day, in your eyes, talk to me about that. What's your, what's your opinion? All right. So obviously I'm at the age of 25 years old. He's probably the only basketball player aside from Allen Robinson, uh, Allen Iverson a little bit to, kind of take over that role or become the quote-unquote next Michael Jordan, obviously him surpassing uh, uh, look, Allen Iverson more so. But I, I myself am at the point where I want athletes, much like Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, uh, excuse me, um, Tom Brady, LeBron James, all to be the best quote-unquote basketball player, best golfer of all time, best football player, because I can now take that – into the future when my kids are being like, no, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, blah, 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 blah. I have that ammunition going further in life. And obviously being within um, a millennial perspective, I want to be the type of guy that would just say, listen, LeBron James, point blank. He won eight championships. He's the best basketball player ever, point blank. I understand Michael Jordan has a great legacy. He's an unbelievable candidate. I personally think as of now that Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James, just just going to leave it out there. But throughout the course of his entirety of his legacy, I mean, you look at his championships, his career free throw percentage is lower than his likelihood to make an NBA championship or a final. That within itself is ungodly. <laughs> like, how do you compare? I mean, obviously you can compare that to, the, to Tom Brady being out of what his NFL career is 21 years. He's made the, the Super Bowl 10 out of the 21 years that he's been in the NFL itself. Like those numbers are absolutely preposterous. 
And I just love to see all of this unfolding in front of our eyes on a daily basis. I, I mean, you look at it, they're like, I haven't necessarily been following the NBA season as closely, but the Lakers are dominating and they're what, 15, 16 games into the season at this point in time, maybe less. Right. But, and they, they're already predicted to be the one seed and move on to the NBA finals has pretty much has led his, him at the age of 36, 37 years old has led him or led to teams such as the Nets to put together a Harden. You can, we can leave Kyrie Irving at this point at this time, even though he's from Jersey though. And James Harden and Kevin Durant to assemble a team to hopefully compete with LeBron James, 36-year-old, as well as Anthony Davis. Like, I just, I love that aspect of about it. I only watch the NBA in the playoffs necessarily, but the storyline of the NBA, as well as LeBron James' legacy, is like the best thing since sliced bread. It's like unbearable, the amount of media coverage that goes on outside of the NBA, as well as within the game of basketball itself. It's like... You can kind of compare it to the WWE where everyone has their own little backstory and everyone's their own little character and it kind of all gets massed together in some sort of entertainment, but it really is a sport within itself. But I think it's absolutely magical, man. I mean, I, I can't appreciate it enough, to be honest with you. So with that being said, you definitely want him to continue to be great. Uh, fifth ring, you're saying. Fifth ring this year. That's what that's what you're shooting for. Just as a fan, just a fan of of, of greatness. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay, and and I, I kind of I'm assuming that based on I know we've had conversations about Alabama, Saban, and like we appreciate just seeing greatness Excellent. while we're yeah while we're alive. You know, you, you you have to appreciate it when it's there, right, right? I mean, there's no doubting it. Like my mom is the same way; she doesn't like seeing people consistently win, and I'm like, it gets to a, a certain point where. Tom Brady is winning all these NBA or Super Bowls and LeBron James is getting the NBA finals this whole time. You have to appreciate it. So, I mean, you, I will say this real quick. You brought up Jordan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and you said you, at the, at the moment you do feel as though he's better, um, than LeBron and, and, you know, we are 27, 25 years old at the moment. Do you, do you think you're, do you think because we just saw the last dance and it's so fresh in our mind and we and we got a very good um, in-depth explanation and showing of why he was so great? Uh, do you think that do you think there was a little bias there? Uh, trust me, I, I, I will say that watching the last dance is the reason that currently I think that Michael Jordan is better than LeBron from his underdeveloped story of being like quote unquote undrat or under recruited to go to North Carolina. And then we had the game running free throw against Georgetown and that immaculate team that they had assembled and all that stuff like that. And then his whole progression throughout the story, him being dominant, going away and playing baseball and then coming back and winning another three championships is it's an unsurmountable feat that no one, even LeBron James himself probably can overcome. But I think the game of basketball today is a lot different where there's a plenty of arguments that would come into play that if Michael Jordan, the way he did play in the late 80s, early 90s, et cetera, wouldn't necessarily translate as well to today's basketball. And if you put LeBron back into what time of era that Jordan had played, you can kind of hold the debate that he would absolutely dominate in the late 80s, early 90s, and so on and so forth from there. So I think that's a necessarily a, a decent argument to have held there. Like I said, that's a whole different can of worms, but 
Very, very, under, very understandable. Um, and I will say, yes, I, I feel the same way. I still think MJ is better um, at the moment, but I am rooting for LeBron James to be successful until he wants to hang it up. Um, you know, along these lines, Kobe's, you know, death, the one year anniversary happened recently. Um, just first and foremost, man, shout out to Kobe, his family. Um, man, like I know that shook us up. That that started the year off in a, a bad foot last year uh, for everybody. And it was interesting because I feel like Kobe was so influential in a sense of people who didn't even watch basketball knew who Kobe was. Just yes. how just how Michael Jordan was, you know, just how LeBron's always going to be, um, regardless of what country you're from, regardless of religion, nationality, ethnicity, like their name just holds weight. And it was a blessing to see how much it affected people in a sense. Um, and I thought it was really cool to see how powerful a, a, a human like, like Kobe, you know, can, can be. So just, I just, I mean, we have to, we have to, we're yeah. here. We appreciate like his process and, and his thought process and his mindset and how he prepared and things like that um, and how he played the game. So I, you and I are both are competitors. So just got to give him a shout out, man, for real. Also, um, just a brief shout out to those who did pass away that weren't part of the Bryant family. They are, they do get forgotten, but it is pretty tragic, the entirety of everything. But just want to give a shout out to them as well. A hundred percent. So, you know, we've been talking about greatness pretty much in sports. Um, you know, LeBron, we mentioned Jordan, obviously Kobe. Um, something something that's coming up in the next week and a half, uh, I should say, uh, is the Super Bowl. And another great and a, another legend and another upcoming great. Um, you know, Brady, Brady and Mahomes, like, man, um, real quick, man, just Tom Brady, man, you got to give it to the guy. You got to give it to the guy. Like just a mate again, just like Jordan and just like LeBron, like their preparation It's the prep. It's the preparation. And, and, and I don't know behind closed doors, his conversations that he has with his receivers, maybe his linemen, maybe his defensive guys. I, I haven't been in those locker rooms with him, but, you know, I I believe that, yes, he has these smaller conversations with some guys who are impactful in the game. So um, that it probably does leave impressions on these guys. You know, they, they want to play harder for somebody like him uh, just because they know that they're appreciative of his preparation. And um we did our Super Bowl. We did our last last episode. We did our Super Bowl predictions. We were both completely wrong. Now, I mean, hey. No, one side we were right. It's one side, yes. One side. But with that being said, like, man, just I, at this point, I love Mahomes. I love the Chiefs. Uh, for those who know, you know, my process with the NFL, like the Chiefs were the first team to offer me a contract and show love. And I and Andy Reid, I, I have nothing but love, coach, love for a big red. AKA Coach Reed, like probably was the coolest coach I ever met. And growing up near Philly, I I always was an Eagles fan. Like I I I want him to win, to be honest. But if I were a betting man, which I'm not, like I'm not going against Tom Brady. And again, uh I want to see greatness. Like I want to see greatness continue. So I want I'm rooting for Tom, man. I'm rooting for Tom. Not the Bucks, but I'm just rooting for Tom. You know, um, if Mahomes wins, to me, to, to me, I'm just a fan of football at this point, and I just want to see a good game, man. So, talk to me a little bit about that. 
I, you nailed it on the head there, bud. But the the one thing that I will add, and you kind of hinted toward it at the beginning of the the goat currently to the next goat. I love the storyline of the entirety of is this the time that Tom is going to pass the torch to Mahomes for the next whatever fifteen to twenty years? I mean, God knows what sports medicine and all that stuff Mahomes could pay could arguably play into his 50s if Tom Brady's doing it at this point in time like you have no idea what's going to come about so that within itself I think is the entire storyline of it another low-key storyline as well a low-key passing of the torch is Gronk's legacy as the goat tight end over to Travis Kelsey a little bit too mm. people don't see that coming through I see it I mean they did play kind of the same game earlier in Gronk's career and he established all those points and all those records and so on and so forth going from there. And Travis Kelsey seems to be surmounting that. Obviously, there's some argument that he's not the greatest blocker, but you have to respect that man offensively is an absolute weapon. I mean, if you want to put these two teams roster sheets next to each other, they're arguably two of the greater teams in the NFL on paper, and they rightfully should be in the NF- the Super Bowl for that matter if you're just looking at a piece of paper. And ironically, they are enough. Yeah, I think most people had this kind of already notched in at the Super Bowl. Like a lot of people who are into betting and things, like this was the game um, from day one. I think once Tom came over to Tampa, it was like, okay, yep, let's do it. And then, you know, they add Fournette and they add um, Shady and they add AB in the middle of the season. Like, man, it was just like, oh my gosh, like, okay. And if you watched it, if you were just a, a, a normal, casual watcher of the game of football, you see what the Chiefs were doing. Like, of course, the Steelers kind of had their thing going. And then late in the season, last five games, it was like, eh, okay, it's not going to work out. Yeah, but, seriously. but man, I just, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. I, I, you know, maybe we'll have an episode out right after Super Bowl. We'll talk about it a little bit, see. Talk about some different matchups, things like that, or maybe before we'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll dive into it. But uh, excited about the about the about the big game. Um, and uh, also, final note on that, I will say that if from an NFL's business perspective, you couldn't ask for a better game. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're an average average fan, let's say your mom's watching the NFL. I'm not. I don't know how big of an NFL fan she is or not, but she, I can guarantee you, knows at least 10 to 15 players that will be playing in the game. Oh, for sure. Easily. For sure. That's yeah. what I'm saying. For, for, for random reasons. Yeah, exactly. I, that's a great point. That's a that's a great point. Obviously, Tom, she knows. She knows. Um, she knows Gronk. Like, she knows about AB because of everything. Tommy knows about Pat Mahomes. She knows about Pat Mahomes. She knows about Coach Reed. Like, she does. She knows Tariq Hill because our last name's Hill. Like, she even knows, I hate to get into it, but some of the things that happened before he got into the NFL. Like, she really does know some of these guys. So, yeah, no, you're you're, you're right, man. You're right. Um, So, this is an interesting transition, actually. Um, This was very unconscious, um, but it kind of works out seamlessly. Um, I wanted to talk about lifers. And... And I, I think this is it's kind of a, a great transition because of some of the names we've brought up so far. Um, one being LeBron, you know, who was kind of a lifer. And then he was like the first big star to just say, I'm jumping, you know, from team to team to team. Um, but Kobe was a lifer. Jordan wasn't, but eh, he wasn't, but eh, he was like, like, yeah, come on. What are we talking about? Like, we know Mike really was just 
at the end, it was just like, okay, you know, I'll go, yeah. I'll go play here. And I, yeah. Um, Brady again, pretty, not a lifer, but again, it's weird. I guess we can't call it anymore. Is a lifer. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Um, but with all that being said, I want to know your thoughts on being a lifer in one place. And the two names I just want to bring up in sports who are pretty elite um, are Mike Trout and Dame, Dame Lillard, Damian Lillard. Like, what are your thoughts on being a lifer? I personally, before you know, before you go, like, I am not always in, in, in favor of it because I feel like possibly being in a different organization, different environment, maybe around other guys that regardless of how elite you are on your team. You can maybe push other guys that are j- very good as well to the next level. And that may be the, the, the balance that that team or the push that team needs. So kind of talk to me about that. I think you made a great point there for specifically the NBA. That is a great point. Now, we're speaking of perhaps of Michael Trout, where pretty much any player at any point in time can get bought. Um, rightfully so, he brought, he has one of the top two contracts in the MLB at this point in time, but he could so easily have gone to the Yankees, the LA Dodgers, the Astros, et cetera. All these teams that are in the world series and continuously in the playoffs year in and year out, but he's decided to take the home discount deal. Now, rightfully so, I think he's going to inevitably dominate and be the next Mickey Mantle and whatever, be the best baseball player of all time. Mm Mm-hmm. Will I? Will he inevitably make the switch? I mean, he what is twenty seven years old? Like, I wouldn't hardly consider him a lifer yet, given the fact that he's I mean, he has been on the team for quite some time, but he's well on his way to be a lifer. But doesn't take away he did sign him for twelve years, but let's I, I can easily see the Dodgers, who is the top three wealthiest whatever uh, organizations that is in professional sports, just giving him enough money and taking up the pro uh, to win another world series. Like it's very much within that same amount of vein, but I think your point leads great into the NBA. The NBA is always a win now league, regardless of what team you're on. Now that doesn't mean that Portland can't get a guy to fit around Dame, um, Who's the who's the two there from Lehigh? Um, yeah, you got CJ? Danny, yeah, CJ McCollum. Yeah, McCollum. That guy, both animals, rightfully so. They don't they if they have like a big man come in at the end of. I mean, what what's AD's contract? Two years in the Lakers, or did he signed a one year deal for this year or something like that? I mean, I'm not trying to get into contract disputes, but like it, all they need is one guy there now. It's the same position in regards to Dame leaving and going to the Clippers or the Lakers or something specific to that as well. But I, the problem with the NBA is there's, there's too many egos. Like those two guys, Dame and CJ, have great, great chemistry, leadership within that specific program. That one of these years, I can guarantee you, they're going to get, they're going to surpass the Clippers, the Lakers, and then they're going to inevitably meet a team like the Nets. Unfortunately, in the finals, who has Kevin Durant, arguably the greatest store, scorer ever, along with James Harden as well at that. Um, Kevin Durant is the greatest scorer ever. Like, let's just <laughs> like I don't care about what anybody says. Come talk to me because he is. But continue. I'm sorry. I just yeah. wanted to note that. 
I, I think they're they're going to get there. I think Dame will inevitably get one in Portland. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping for at this point in time. You have to respect a man in the NBA that is not necessarily conceding into the super team mentality or whatever. But I mean, the West, they're always in the West. Like this year in the, in the bubble, they made a run. Like they always make some sort of runs. Obviously, they're coming against the Nuggets who with Jamal Murray, the Joker, all those guys are animals. You got that super white guy from Dallas lighting it up. <laughs> Name's not coming to me. Oh, the... What's his name again? Bro, Luca? Did you just Luke call Thompson. him? Did... Oh, my gosh. He just called Luca but... the super white guy. Come on, man. Luca is greatness. <laughs> he is. That's why I called him super. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You have to respect that. Oh man, bro! He speaking of them, just keeping on par. Luca got like the greatest shout out from like AI. I saw on Twitter. He was like, "Bro, do you see that?" Yeah, on Barnes's podcast. Yeah, he was like, "Bro, Luca, that guy's unbelievable." And Dude. I was like, "Damn, that's the saying something from AI." <laughs> kid, the kid can play, and it's crazy because yeah. the kid like actually. I know. So, okay. Um. Let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, we've been on sports a lot, we'll, and we're going to kind of come back to it, but let's shift gears. Um, something that right now in our life is very, I guess, applicable to the age we're at um, is the world of, like, weddings. You know, I mean, I, we actually last year went to one uh, together, um, and I, I just think it's an interesting time. This twenty-five to like, let's say twenty-five to thirty-two years old, um, interesting time because of weddings. But let's throw the extra piece onto it. This upcoming year um, with COVID, and I guess what I mean by that is, <laughs> how many weddings do you have in twenty twenty-one? Because I have like six, and I don't know exactly how this is going to go. Um, and I, and not only that, like let's break down the dynamics of the travel, the the gifting, the the like you dressing, like every, just everything. How do you feel about this year coming up? Because this is going to sound bad, and and I'm and being very sarcastic. I'm I don't want this, but like I'm down with like throw let's let's make these weddings smaller again, and I don't want COVID to come back. And I'm like, but what I'm getting at is. If I could skip out on one or two, I'm again, again, I'm joking. I want to come see you guys be great together forever and make this pack. But man, this the cancellations from 2020 stacked on to 2021 with the the normal the normally scheduled 2021 weddings is just killing me, man. What are we gonna do, Kev? Listen, man. To be honest with you, depending on how COVID goes, you you may get the cut out of some of these weddings. Whew. Because that's so, like you had said, I you have six. I think I have four coming up, and our good friend, mutual friend, his is in July, and he's already mentioned. He's like, we have X amount of people coming. We have he has four COVID cuts that he had to make, mm. which is getting down to it, man. Like, talk about now. I I know this is a completely different thing. Like that should be family involved, but talking about like. That's a true test in regards to how good of a friend you think you are to this human if you if you get the cut or not, you know. But it's 
all I can think about is, thank God I'm not getting married, or hopefully still not in this time span of COVID where you have to be involved in that situation. Because I could not even imagine, like the one we went to last summer, man. Yeah. Having to deal with logistics. The venue was literally moved like two months in advance and then having to reallocate the littlest things too. Lighting, chairs, like any little thing you can think of that you're looking at a wedding was paid for. Yeah. Like regardless. And it's like absolutely insane. And I appreciate the hell to the couples that ride or die throughout that whole system. I know that apparently that does take a toll on a relationship after development of building up to the wedding. I couldn't even imagine being having a wet summer wedding in 2020 and then having to wait a whole other year. Cause I mean, you just thinking about the little critiques that you could have made or you're just trying to make it as perfect as possible. And you're just trying to correct things that may or may not, you may or may not have missed out on and inevitably trying to rearrange the date and everything that corresponds with it, et cetera. It can be probably exhausting, man. I'm just happy that hopefully this whole thing's coming to a close. A lot of the people that we're, we are, will be attending weddings. It goes off smoothly without any issues. Hopefully no one has to make any cuts. No one, get sick at any of these events that you necessarily have to regret or something specific to that. It just, all you can do is hope and pray that it's going to turn out fantastic. You know, got you. I de- no, nah, I definitely hear that. Um, for everybody getting married this year, I wish y'all the best, like in the, within the process. And I do wish you the best forever as well. Um, while, while we're here. Um, all right. So let's, let's, uh, Let's let's talk about let's talk about some 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 movies. Now, I know first episode, Kevin and I we talked about this. We talked about we're big movies guys. Um and one one of them uh came out New Year's, Kev? Right? So, uh yes, I believe so. I think it came out New or or Christmas Day maybe? Am I am I I'm not sure, but either New Year's or Christmas Day, Kev's going to check for us right now. But I want to talk about Soul, Pixar Soul, man. Right? Christmas, Day. Christmas Day. There we go. Okay, there we go. So, so Christmas Day Soul came out. I know it's been a little bit since then, but man, if you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's awesome. Um, I, I just want to. This is all I want to say about it. It's a great movie. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Nothing else needs to be said. I, I, I appreciate, and I not that I know. But based be, being a black man in America and the small intricacies that they had, you know, for the character. Um, and I'm talking about the animations of the character, not even because, again, uh, who, who, who actually was the voice? I'm sorry. I'm Jamie Foxx. Thank you. So, so I wasn't worried about Jamie Foxx, you know, not, not doing his part, but it was the animation side of things. Like they had to have brought some people in. Some people of color and shout out to them who came in and like got the small intricacies down. I thought that was so cool. The interactions with the mother and like, you know, her body movement is just like these small things that I'm like, wow, like they did a great job. So shout out to that team. A hundred percent. So again, I, I don't even, man. yeah, I don't even want to go into, into it. Just go see it. It's fun. It's light, heavy. Uh, you laugh, you cry. They just do a great job, man. So Talk to me. You, I know you, there was something that you wanted to talk about. Talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, the did you do your homework in regards to the Tiger Woods documentary? Uh, I didn't. I'm going to watch it right after this. But all right, we'll save it though. Said, you want to save it? 
Yes. Mm. I need your input on the take. Okay, we're going to hold that for next week. I'm going to watch them. But just I'm going to note it right now, the Tiger Woods doc, which what we're going to get ready to get into. Kev told me to watch it. Again, I told Very you. Very controversial. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm putting it on right after this. Um, you, it's a two-parter, right? Two parts, yeah. Two parts, okay. Um, since we're kind of on the whole um, – you know, TV, movie kind of industry. Real quick, let's let's do a quick let's do a quick kind of dive into some shows. Um, Kev, not too much. Let's just kind of speed round. Tell tell let let everybody know why they should watch it, and let's just go from there. Um, I think the first couple I know I wanted to mention. So, Queen's Gambit, Netflix. Uh, if you haven't watched it, go check it out. It's a great story, and. Man, again, like highs, lows, twists, turns, super fun, very unique. There isn't really a show that's been out like uh, that's already been out like this one. Um, I think the best part about hearing uh, the process was I, I read something that said it took about 20 years for the direct, the creator of the story to actually get it bought. So with that being said, don't give up on your dreams, man. I think 20 years or maybe even 40. I, I, I'd have to check, but. Regardless, that's a long time. I've only been on this earth 27 years. So for this one person to be pushing this and, and tweaking concepts and, and, and character development and things like that to get it to finally to a place where it was a number one show on Netflix at one time, that's beautiful. Um, next, Euphoria. Um, I just wanted to mention that. You know, it's kind of current because if, you've, if you're not watching Euphoria on HBO, you know, they had to make some adjustments because of COVID as well um, for those who follow it you're probably seeing these small one hour episodes that they're doing kind of character development in a sense um and they've been releasing them random randomly pretty much it's not really on a schedule but um the first episode of these character development releases were was rue uh f- was the first episode and then they just recently last friday released jules jules's episode uh which was very interesting um so check those out hbo Check that check out the show. Love it. It's it's shot beautifully. And probably my favorite show of 2020. Uh easily was normal people on Hulu. Normal people. I love love stories. For those who don't know, I'm throwing it out there right now. I love love stories. Call me, text me, tweet me. Let me know if you have any favorites. I want to know. I love, I just love them. This was to me the most beautiful show I've ever seen. This is shows wise. This is top two for me. And I'm just saying two just to be, be, be careful that I don't disrespect another show I liked, but this was easily top two. And I can't wait um, for another season. If they have another season, there's rumors of three seasons uh, because this is based off of a book. So we'll see, but man, Hulu, normal people. I don't even want to say anymore. Please go see it. It's beautiful. Um, And then talk to me, Kev, What, what do you got for me? Before I do, do you appreciate the uh, the Irish accent? Love the Irish accent. I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of accents. You know, being out here in Atlanta now, man, the Southern accent is beautiful. But I love the Irish accents. I love English accents. I love, I, I love, I just love accents. Like that's my thing. I, I appreciate a great accent from wherever. So yes, I definitely do. I've been doing a lot of repeats in shows. Like I uh, just rewatched Entourage, Sopranos. So obviously, if you haven't watched any of those, what are you doing? Um, but 
new one recently I just picked up on Netflix doing these little docu-series that they've been doing. Love that about you, Netflix. Don't change was Night Stalker. It's about Richard Ramirez, um, killer, similar to the Ted Bundy tapes. That was uh, number one on Netflix for quite some time, too. This one is now currently. It's unbelievable. The story, L.A. in the 80s was a mess. And it's unbelievable how people didn't lock their doors or continued to not lock their doors after the media was telling them that there was a serial killer literally on the loose looking for open doors and they still refused to do so and just didn't believe it. You have to go watch it. It's unbelievable. I, uh, yeah, I haven't actually heard about the case. So thank you. I'm definitely going to check that out uh, for sure. Um, hey, while we're, while we're, while we're on, you know, kind of these, these faster rounds, kind of just talking about different, um, different things and sharing some, some thoughts on kind of what has been the, the type of media we kind of been consuming. Let's, let's keep, keep it going. Actually, let's keep it going with some book recommendations. Um, for me, essentialism, essentialism, I, and I will say this, I haven't started it yet. And I want to, I, I want to share with you guys. I haven't started it yet. Um, for those who don't know, and pretty, you know, if you don't know me, you don't know. So, um, I'm a minimalist very much so. And essentialism is like, I guess like a, not a subcategory, but another category very closely related to minimalism. So, I'm excited to read this book uh, by by Greg McCown. He I have seen some some uh, YouTube interviews, you know that he's that he's done and stuff like that. But essentialism, I, I'm really excited about it. And again, it's something similar to it to minimalism, but focusing much more on just what's essential in your life. So, and it's not just a things; it's more of a thought process a lot of times. So, definitely, uh, I want to recommend it because I heard I was recommended recommended the book by a good friend of mine, um, Andrew Gunning, um, former, former, uh, former, well, a veteran now. Um, and just good, great dude. Great dude. So we'll actually, Kevin, I'm going to throw this out here. I'd love to have him on the show. I would love that too. Yeah, I'd love to have him on the show. I love his perspectives and things like that. So I think he'll, he'll, he'll be awesome. But, but yeah, so talk to me about your kind of what you got going on as far as books go. Oh. I'm about halfway through this book called the uh, the Sports Gene. It's pretty damn interesting, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, they kind of go in perspective of how it's like you is you developing to become a super athlete really a thing? Like, if LeBron James never picked up a basketball, would he still be a superior athlete? Did he develop these? Athletic gifts, was he necessarily, obviously he was necessarily granted them more so than other people, but did his development growing up in Akron, Ohio, inevitably come to be more so than some other random kid growing up in Akron? Like, let's say the guy living next door to LeBron James picked up a basketball instead of LeBron did. Would he have necessarily developed that athletic gene more so than LeBron did if he never did develop that? Or was would this instinctability to do something so great be taken in another direction? Would he be a great baseball player immediately? Would he be et cetera? It's very interesting. It goes down to specific genome types. I mean, I'm only halfway through it currently, but it's very interesting in certain perspectives that may or may not be taken into into place that you wouldn't necessarily think of when it comes to being an athlete specifically. Who's uh, who's the author for that one? Uh, it's David Epstein. Yeah, okay. David Epstein. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, 
uh, let's 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 dive right into podcast too. Again, like let's just share the, share some knowledge and, and some of the things we like with people. So podcast right now, um, right now I've been and I've been listening to it for a while. I think it's season seven. I want to say um, is dissect. Kev knows I'm a huge music guy as, as he is too. Um, dissect man, it is it's awesome. And what basically um, Cole Kushner is the the one who narrates the 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 podcast and what they what they do is they break down entire albums from just the sounds and the origins of the music and the titles and the meanings of the of 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 you know a couple bars within the song like it's great so just for my music listeners out there some some uh albums that they've that they've already broken down. Um, the current one is Because of the Internet by Childish Gambino. You have Lemonade, Beyonce, if I'm not mistaken. You have, um, oh man, you have My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kanye West. You have Good Kid, Mad City, or, or I'm sorry, The Pimple Butterfly, um, Kendrick. Like, man, like it is unbelievable. Like, you have no idea. Um, Frank Ocean's, uh, Blonde, it's kind of a, it's kind of dual. They kind of go into um, Blonde, and they kind of go into uh, Channel Orange, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, dude, it's it's unbelievable. Highly, highly recommend it. Check it out. Um, dissect. What you got for me, Kev? I got one in the the Barstool tree of podcasts called Bustin' with the Boys. It is two current NFL players, Taylor Lewan and Will Compton. Shout out the boys. Um, these two guys, I mean, it's very rare in a podcast to hear current NFL players speaking in, you can call it irrational, but they certainly speak their mind. Whether it be Taylor Lewan being suspended last season for four games, him tearing his ACL this year, going through his whole rehab and rehabilitation. Will Compton simultaneously still hopping on every week post game, speaking on the topics of games right after it happened, having getting some pretty serious interviews that most of the time people won't because they don't necessarily trust the media, if you want to call it that, from an athlete's perspective and so on and so forth from there. But it's pretty funny. They take a great turn on specific things. Both of them have tremendous personalities. They really have a don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Their whole saying is no bad days, etc. It's it's definitely something. They have some quick-hitter podcasts. Definitely go into it if you're looking for a laugh and some in-depth understanding of it as well. Kev, is so is that one of the only podcasts? Because I've never really heard heard of that. Excuse me. <coughs> um, is that one of the only podcasts that an actual player um, who's currently playing still does on a weekly basis or weekly or, or or like talk to me about that? Is that so? It's them. They were the originals. They were the originators of the podcast, I believe, and also. Um, big trust is um, Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram both do one as well. Okay. 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 So there are other players that are okay. They're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's slow it down. And this is probably be probably, you know, we're getting close to that time. So we'll, we'll, we'll slow things down a little bit here and dive into this. Cause I think this is, there's a lot in this next, this next subject here. Um, you know, both of us being college fo- football players, a big time and an important time, um, especially, I guess, from my perspective and, and yours as well, you know, me being a coach for a while, um, was National Signing Day. Now, you know, 
now there's early signing day uh, that happens usually around like between the 16th and 18th of December, right before Christmas. Um, but National Signing Day, it's usually the first, if I'm not mistaken, the first Tuesday in February. Yeah, it's the fourth. Yeah. So I was going to say, so yeah, so it's always around the same time. And I mean, it's a beautiful time because these kids' lives are getting changed in the sense of, you know, most of them are getting college paid for. And that's a beautiful thing at the end of the because of before, because of a game they play. And I guess, you know, what are your what are your thoughts surrounding it? And, I, and what I mean by that is, you know, me being a coach, there was a lot of these kids making these highlight tapes and and, you know, these just these extravagant videos. I think even like Bleacher Report with some of the bigger name guys like are actually going and filming in their hometowns to, to make these videos. And I guess what's laughable to me, a guy who, you know, did play at the highest level. Um, but went to a small FCS school and, you know, I, I don't even know if I like, I, <laughs> I didn't even post my offers on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, no, nope. it was a different world. Like, just talk to me about like national assignment day a little bit, like just from, just from you guys, what, what, how do you feel about it now? Like what, it's become such like a, a fad almost, or no, that's not the best term, but this is this, it's just, I don't even know. It, it's just, it's frustrating for me now is what it, what it is, but go, go ahead. I will, I will agree with you. It's definitely frustrating coming from a, like you had said, both of us came from humble backgrounds. Wouldn't say neither of us had offers, looks, wouldn't say that they were entirely paid for speaking, uh, speak for myself. But um, I, I do appreciate the creativity. Some guys can and cannot get pretty uh, creative in regards to how they decide to go about announcing where they're going to school. I do appreciate the enthusiasm when someone flips last minute to another school that you may not expecting. expecting. I I appreciate the entertainment of it necessarily. Now, do I think it's wrong for a 16, 17, 18 year old to have this sort of egotistical understanding of them thinking that they're the one recruit that's going to becoming maybe some of these people are generational talents. I mean, you could speak for Trevor Lawrence who immediately came in and had an impact and brought his team to a national championship. Like there are players out there. Michael Vick, but for Michael the, Vick as a Virginia Tech fan, fan, freshman year, we was in the national championship, baby. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. That's what I'm saying. Newport news. Like y- you got to appreciate some guys that do have it. Now, obviously some guys don't pan out either. There's plenty of guys that have been at the very top and they haven't gone anywhere. Now, what the, my issue with it is, is obviously the ego, ego driven understanding of these 18 year olds, 17 year olds, 16 year olds that think they are the quote unquote shit going into a Alabama, a Clemson. And some of those guys learn the hard way. Like some of those guys won't ever see the field when Saban gets their hands on them and realizes that their shit doesn't stink and they're at, Fifth, like let's be honest. Or you saw this tweet going around uh, um, recently of the Alabama backfield: Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Kenyon Drake, T.J. Yeldon. Like these guys were all four or five stars recruits, right. and now they're at the bottom of the depth chart. Like I'm pretty sure Eddie Jackson was a starting running back on that team, and he now plays defensive back there at that point in time. <laughs> right? Like it's insane. Yeah, man. So. I, it just it's a little egotistical driven now, given it's 2021 and 
like you'd said, I had never posted an offer from 2021 until I committed. I posted on Instagram and that was really it. Now I will say though, I I'm not mad at the fact that these kids are like their own marketing teams. You know, they're, they're pretty much somewhat influencing some of these coaches to offer them because they're like, well, look, you know, I got three offers within your conference. Like, what are you going to do? You know, kind of, they do have the control, which I do love. I will say I do love, even as a coach, I was like, wow, this is really interesting how the game is going. Like they flipped the script and <laughs> good for the kids. At the end of the day, good for the kids. You got to play the game, man. I, you got to play the game. Right. And also I just have to, I'm a, I'm a, I mean, you guys can't see me right now. We're, we're, we're on video. So Kev can see me, but just golf clap, just straight up. Nice golf clap for the media teams, the media teams who put in the work to make these videos and these graphics and, you know, shoot all this video when these kids come on visits and the smoke and the and the, the, the photos. And man, it's amazing. It's amazing. So the real MVPs in this whole process are those people. And I feel like they don't get recognized. So I just want to give them a shout out because that signing day is fun because of them and it, and it and it sucks that it's come to a point where they have to work extremely hard and have to be uh you know very creative and and almost be kind of unique and every, they're, they're kind of battling you know media teams are battling on who had the best signing day you know it's not even to me it's not even about the the actual signees it's about wow did you see their graphics like i don't know you know buffalo did this. They had 3D, a 3D camera. You know, they shot everybody in 3D cameras. Like, I, I don't know. Like, but it's it's to the point where these kids and, and coming from my background coaching, literally, I will tell you, these kids are asking for these things. So it's like you can't even fight it anymore. They know what's expected. And I hate to say it, but I do feel like sometimes kids may go to a school just because of like something as simple as that. And that's ridiculous. And do I know that for sure? No. But has it been stated to me directly? Yes. And that's crazy. So again, uh, shout out to the, the media teams. Shout out to the players. I mean, I want everybody to go to college, do their thing. I will I will kind of end with this and let the let everybody know. Look, man. And Kev, you know this. At the end of the day, you got to show up and play ball. Nobody cares how many stars you had. And, and, and I'm not the first person to say this, but it's so true. You know, I, I had zero stars coming into college. Not, not even a half. Like, I don't even think Ryan was whoever gives a half, but not even a half. My point is, show up. You know, be quiet. Pay attention. Just just be great on the field. Everything else will follow. And, and ultimately, please, just be, be a good Get in your playbook. Yes, be in your playbook and be a good person, man. Everything else will work out. Everything else will work out. But um, you got anything else to add to that, man? No, you said it best, man. All right. Um, I, my final thought, I guess, would be um, these recruits that do utilize these Instagram pictures really don't, like you said, don't understand how much work goes into that. Yo. Like they think they're literally taking a picture and putting it on Twitter when it is so much editing involved. Cutting, it take, I can't even get. This. I'm not even part of it. It takes time. You you don't get them in two hours, you know. And those people, those people who do those things have lives. Please respect that. <laughs> so, yes, thank you, Kev, for 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 pointing that out. Um, um, hey, I mean, 
I feel good about this one, Kev. Um, I do want to wrap, you know, wrap this up, and I know it's getting close to your bedtime as as well as mine. Uh, we, yeah, we we're recording this pretty late, but hey, we out here, we out here trying to do this for y'all, and, and at the same time, let us have a good time and enjoy enjoy each other's company while we while we while we uh get these episodes out. But uh, do you? I, I do want to give just shout outs to especially this week. I want to give a shout out to a couple people. One, um. My boy Kess, Sean Kessler, his birthday just passed. Um, uh, so shout out to him. Uh and and then other than that, my mom, man, my mom and my sisters this week. My mom and my sisters this week, they were big, man. Like I was just leaving at that, but they held it down. Like they always do, but no, man. Like their Madden rating this week was like. 94 95 like they did great i'm gonna be honest like they were awesome so just want to give you all a shout out mom i know you're listening to this um tiff t i, I know y'all listening to this so just gotta shout y'all out shout y'all out man y'all really held me down this week and appreciate y'all you got anything kev yeah i'm sure i'd say shout out to all of my loved ones my friends, my beautiful girlfriend, Kendall, my roommate, Jamie, whose birthday was last Thursday. I mean, you pretty nailed it on the head. Everyone, everyone always in my life is a 99 overall. Mm, That's all I'm going to say. You got to leave room for growth, Kev. You got to leave room for growth. <laughs> nope. Nah. That's what the, there they are at all times. I feel that. See, Kev, look, see, Kev, Kev, guys, Kev gets it. Optimism. Kev gets it, guys. I guess I don't get it. Mom, see, look, look, now I'm gonna get a phone call. Just know I'm gonna get a phone call from my mom or my sisters about that, y'all. Just that's it. But Kev, um, I appreciate your time, brother. And you know, this this has been fun. Um, episode two, man. Me and we did it. We did it. Um, let's keep going. I'm excited for three. Uh Tiger Woods Doc. Is up next. I'm about to go check it out. Kev get been getting on me about that. So um I'ma catch y'all later. And hey, I'm out. Peace and blessings, Kev. Peace out. Catch y'all later. Have a good one.